You're listening to Standing Before the Mast podcast with Chris Heaton, sponsored by Newport Nautical Supply. Hello and welcome to the 12th episode of Standing Before the Mast podcast. I am your host, Chris Heaton. My guest for this episode is Jess. Jess has a small company called Fair Leads, where she hand-makes custom dog leashes out of all marine-grade materials. She's made over 3,000 of these by hand, um, and she's quite successful at selling them online. She shipped them all over the world. Jess also boasts a very impressive sailing resume, having sailed over 40,000 miles in nearly every ocean in the world. She's a marine scientist. She's the former director of executive director of the Oliver Hazard Perry, which was the official tall ship of the state of Rhode Island. She self-taught on the splicing. She has a lovely chocolate lab named Cadbury, who sometimes features in her marketing and advertising materials. And also on this episode, I want to give a special shout out to Mal in Cannock, United Kingdom. Thanks for listening, Mal. I'm glad you're enjoying the show. Okay, I'm here with Jess. Hi. How are you? Good, thanks. Um, your company is Fair Leads. Yes. And what do you do? Um, I make um, handmade nautical um, dog leashes and collars. Right. So, and you brought some here. I did, yeah. These are three Not, strand? Yeah. I do three strand and double braid. Right. Um all made of marine grade material, so they're not gonna the hardware won't rust and the rope's breaking strength of like three thousand to six thousand pounds. So right, and if a dog can do that Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> you've got bigger problems if right. you have that size size dog. So I, yeah, I started making them ten years ago when I got my actually probably nine years ago because my dog's almost nine, um, and I just made one for him because I'd always thought it would be a cool idea, and I started using it, and everyone just kept commenting on how nice they were, so I was like, well, maybe I'll see if I can, you know, make some more and see if right. see if it, it takes off, and it did. I sold um, 3,000 of them. Wow. Yeah. All handmade. Yeah, I made every single one myself. Wow. I did, I did try outsourcing, and I had someone make, you know, I've had a couple of people make them, but I'm a real perfectionist, and I... Um, just kind of like to do it myself, and right. I don't know. As the company grows, maybe maybe things will change. But for now, I you know I've been selling them at a manageable rate, and I just enjoy I enjoy making them, and I like knowing that everything's just just right, right just how I like it. So. so I noticed the handle has this additional leather. Yeah, yeah, I always used to love doing the leather work on the boats when I worked on the boats, and so mm-hmm. um, just thought it would make. The, ro- the leash feel a little softer and more comfortable and it does I mean if you try using one to walk they do feel they feel right. nice so I just and I'm I'm good at sewing I like sewing and so it actually is not it's actually pretty nice to mix it up a bit and then just mm. sew the leather on I kind of and it's, so it's chafe gear for yeah it's chafe gear for a leash yeah, <laughs> for yeah. your hand yeah. yeah and what's this additional at the loop there's this additional ring yeah that is to clip the 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 leash back to itself to loop it so you can put it over your collar while the dog's off the leash because that was always a pain I found like because like I often have to get my dog back on the leash quickly because he's kind of a bit crazy and Mm. then you're fumbling to find the leash if it's in the bag or if it's like you know holding in your hand you don't have your free hand so this just clip it over your shoulder and then you can just 
Now, these yeah. are three-strand, but you you also make them in braid? I do double braid as well, although, I mean, anyone who splices knows that's a lot tougher yeah. to do. Are you self-taught on the splicing? Um, yeah, I mean, I had done it before, but mm. I watched some videos and definitely self-taught myself the double braid. Yeah. Um, the three-strand strand I'd done before, because they used that on the boats. They used to work on schooners, and so they... Oh, right. um, had the three strand um but the, the, the double braid was self-taught and that's that's i use a seven sixteenths um as my standard but i go down to quarter inch mm. it's a quarter inch double braid it's really it's really hard to split that is tough yeah, yeah. so yeah. what schooners did you work on um ocean star and argo all right they uh, run semester at sea programs that sail around the world Yep. with college kids so I did that for six years before. what waters did you sail on those um, I think I've sailed about 40,000 miles I've done the wow. across the Atlantic from the Med and from South Africa Cape of Good Hope Indian Ocean um, a lot around the Caribbean mm. some in the Pacific Thailand Singapore wow all with the sea semester program Sem- semester semester yeah. yeah wow yeah and then moved here after that which is a Probably about, I think we bought our house about 10 years ago. Now, How did you wind up in, in Rhode Island? Just picked it off the map. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. A lot of sailors find themselves... I'd never sailed here before. I hadn't, really? Because my, I'd never really sailed in the U.S., but we just started looking for somewhere to live and because um, we were kind of realizing that our time was probably coming up on, the, on boats and just started looking... Kind of narrowed it down to the East Coast because I wanted to be near England. And mm. It just seemed right. a little far away to be West Coast, and didn't really like. I wanted to live somewhere where it wasn't strange to be English. Like you didn't feel like a total like fish out of water. Like right. like I imagine in Iowa, you know, there's <laughs> you did, whereas Newport and is fairly international town that you kind of you don't stand out so much. Right, like it's not unusual to hear an yeah, accent. Yeah, people all. don't turn their heads when they hear accent, so. That was kind of important, and so then we started looking in New England, and just fell in love with Jamestown and Newport, and all right, yeah, and wound up here. Yeah. And did you meet your husband sailing? No, we met before we started sailing. Oh, okay. Um, back in like 2003, um, I was working for an English conservation company mm-hmm. in the Bahamas, and he was working for a, field, a research station. Oh. Um, and I was living in a, I lived in a tent on a beach with like. Uh, no hot water, no electricity, and he lived at a field station with um, showers and amenities. <laughs> and so it was, uh, it was love at first sight when I saw the brownies in the in the fridge and <laughs> the milk, the real milk. <laughs> I looked at your website. Do you? Is it your dog that's in the the pictures? chocolate lab? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's yeah. his name? Um, Cadbury, ah. like the chocolate, ah. the English chocolate. Lovely. <laughs> Back to his roots. Yeah. yeah. You you have other dog models there too, huh? Or was that yeah. on Instagram? Maybe a lot of people send me their photos, right? Um, because it's such a small business, and they they kind of get to know me in the ordering process, and all friends have them. Um, and so a lot of people just send me photos of their dogs. Their I've never dog. really done a photo shoot with another dog, right? Um, other people have, and they'll send me the photos of their dogs modeling them. So yeah. What's the farthest you've shipped one? Oh, I've shipped them all over the world. Actually. Really. Yeah, I think there's there are some in Australia. There's definitely some in England because mm. I've, I've right. taken them over. You've got, yeah, you've got um, people there. Yeah, Australia, New Zealand, and Canada. That's not that far. Um, definitely Australia and New Zealand have um, have 
head. I'm trying to think. Where else? Those are the main ones, I think. They find me... Th- so I have a Etsy yeah. shop, and so I think uh, some of the international ones find me that way. I've never been to that website no? until this Christmas. My wife had some things picked out, and I said, oh, this this is, you know, it's a sketchy, and it's great. both purchases, yeah. you know, smooth as silk. And yeah. I'm really proud. I have um, five-star reviews. Every single review. I think I have about 200... I can't remember actually, but 200 views and they're all five star mm. on Etsy. So that I think helps with my sales there. Actually, just the Amazon has a, now, a, pro, a website now called Amazon Handmade. Ah, which is, it's there going yeah, after that Etsy. Yeah. I'm not totally sure on it, so oh, um, right. I'm giving it a try and see. We'll see if it works. And, and well, I don't know how much of a following they have. I don't think they have quite the same following as Etsy. In the craft field, yeah. 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 It was at this point my wife dropped in on her lunch break, and the conversation kind of drifted into a fashion chat, but not for long. Instagram seems to be a good way to yeah. sell stuff right now. Yeah, I know. I, I know you do. I see you yeah, liking yeah. my posts. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, so that's good. So thanks for your likes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I put one in the right hands last year. I gave one as a gift to some friends of mine in Cornwall who run oh. a clothing company. Cool. Uh, sea salt. Sea salt. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I know that company. Yeah. So uh, I, I gave them. You gave them one of my fairies. I did. Oh wow! A Thank you. They actually came here and we we met them. We took we went to dinner at Salvation with the yeah. the owners of the company. They're, they're, yeah, they, they, they like were visiting. The two of the brothers. Yeah, yeah. 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 Pepe Chadwick has yeah. one of your fairies. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so keep an eye on the sea salt catalog. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. might see one pop up. And they are they're talking about opening stores in the States at some point. Yeah, um, they'd probably do well here. I think they would, yeah. So that might be a partnership. Yeah. Well, they, they took keen note of where Fat Face was. I was going to say, yeah, Fat mm. Face is probably a good... Yeah, oh my, yeah, he knew about that before we did. My right. current... Yeah. But I like to just go hang out in there when I feel homesick, go to Fat Face. <laughs> yeah, I was in a couple of weeks ago and I tried something on and, uh, in the fitting room, I could hear the music. They were playing Slade. Yeah. And it was quite a deep track and I thought... Oh, I feel so homesick now. <laughs> well, the one that got me was I was in, we were in the one in Eggertown, Mass, yeah, on, the, yeah. on the vineyard. And I'm looking, and there's a picture of the beach where we were married. Really? Where did you get married? Uh, well, we had a reception Cornwall? on yeah, Waterdale. Yeah. I think Fat Face is from Cornwall somewhere, aren't they? Is that where they started? I don't know whether they started in Cornwall. That was obviously where I saw them first. Yeah. They had a few stores down there when I was still living there. Right. Okay. You, you can, done with me now? Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess Okay, so. just got quiet in here. And on that note, Sarah, my wife, returned to work. We pick up the conversation where I asked Jess about their boat. Do you have a boat? Oh, I do, yeah. We have a small 18-foot little powerboat that gets us out on the bay. Yeah. Um, nothing fancy, but, you know, it's a good it's a good thing to have in the summer. Right. Yeah, it can't be in, in Rhode Island without a boat. Yeah, and then we leave it in the yard in the winter, which makes us really fit in. in there. <laughs> That's kind of what everyone has around here. What was the most unexpected thing when you started this? I guess I was um, surprised how many. I'm surprised how many I've sold. Like mm. I, that just seems like a staggering number. I and the fact that you made them all yourself is impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I still have skin on my hands, just about. Um, I partly didn't think it would be going this long. I figured, it, thought it would either have like boom or bust. Right. So the fact I'm is a little surprising. I'm like. 
like holding on here still mm-hmm. um and hopefully i mean it's hopefully growing now and i can put a little more time into it so. it says on your website you're a marine scientist mm-hmm. what, what did you focus on <clears throat> um so i have a master's in coastal management mm. um and i focused on marine conservation work after university and mm-hmm. um did research in fiji seychelles the bahamas um so I focused on coral reef ecosystems. Right. Um, and and then when I worked on the boat, so I, t- I taught um, marine biology and oceanography. On the boat. Yeah. And right. I taught biology up at Roger Williams as well. Too. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh. yeah. So then I kind of got out of it a little bit while I was at OHP, but, you know, thinking maybe I might get back into it again now. Mm. So something that I'm I would imagine in Rhode Island there's plenty yeah, of opportunities yeah. for that. Yeah. Well, since you have that perspective from the marine science background. Do you feel the boating industry, the marine industry that we're involved in, does enough to promote the preservation of the environment? Or are we more, is it more of a, an afterthought? I think it does. I think, I mean, in Newport, there's there's a lot of non-profits that, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think, and in Save the Bay and Sailors for the Sea and Clean mm-hmm. Ocean Access. I think that there's, there's a lot. I'm sure there's more that can be done, but I think that, this community as a whole, you know, with the ban, ban on plastics and plastic mm. bags and straws, you know, that's it's taken a while to come, you know, I think. Right. That, yeah, I think that they... I know the plastic bag, bag ban was controversial, but I have to say, I was surfing once, and I yeah, went to take off yeah. on a wave, and I just didn't have the thrust, and I looked back, and I had a bag caught yeah. on my leash. I'm I was sure. really upset about that. I think, it's, I think it's... I think you need to have the, the rules to... I know there's a lot of people who, even before it was banned, would still use their, mm. would, would take their bags to the store. You know, I did, but I definitely forgot a lot of times, but I don't forget now. Because no. I know, I hate those paper bags because the bottoms just fall out yeah, with all your groceries. <laughs> like, I think so, that's the plan. Yeah, so I do think that, that it's nice to have the actual enforcement to right. really just, it just makes people take it more seriously and, you know, do it every time. So. No, you've clearly traveled a lot what is your favorite place or what is the most scenic or beautiful place you've ever other been? than jamestown yeah yeah um, you're biased then. <laughs> there are some islands in the caribbean that i liked i like Sabre and dominica a lot mm-hmm. um and i went to them around 10 to 15 times um and so i did like those there was definitely some islands like out in the pacific that are just like paradise but i kind of didn't really get to know them that well because they just went once you know briefly so mm. i i think that um that yeah saber and dominica were kind of two of my favorites that just felt like i got to know a little bit who's your favorite waterfront character in newport yeah james down there um i'm gonna have to expand the base of this podcast include you know beyond newport so if there's i probably didn't have thought of it like that i don't um there's a lot of characters on the Newport yeah. waterfront. Yeah. Um, it's funny that I guess one thing that does surprise me about living in Newport is just how many people that I have got to know in the mm. marine oh, yeah. industry. I worked with Kent at Confident Captain for a while, and I worked at Hunt, mm-hmm. um, and then Oliver has a Perry. And I think between all those um, different industries down here, I have got to know a lot of people, which I'm really Each grateful. Each one has its own character. Yeah. yeah. So. I don't think I can really answer that question. No, that's right. no <laughs> What's the best way for someone to learn more about your... Um, probably my brand new website, which um, um, the P 
PMC group out of East Greenwich, mm. um, the first thing we did before launching all the social media initiatives was that we needed a good place to direct people to mm-hmm. with those. So um, we spent kind of the end of last year and the beginning of this year putting together a brand new website wow. and taking new photos. Um, so they could check out my new website at uh, thefairlead.com. And you're also on Facebook Fa- yeah. and Instagram. All the links all for that are at the bottom of my website. Brilliant. Great. Well, thanks for your time. Yeah, Appreciate thanks for having me. You've been listening to Standing Before the Mast podcast with Chris Heaton, sponsored by Newport Nautical Supply. Mm-hmm.